Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for, but what we do have is a sense of humor, street smarts, and a few decades of experience under our wife, mom, and divorcee Bill. This Saint Your Mama's podcast. Welcome to episode one three zero. Wow, co-parenting past. Chaos. We're old. Yeah, we are. One thirty. That's a lot. That is. That's we've like, been doing this for two and a half years. Yeah. How crazy. It's so fun. Oh gosh, this I is our therapy. Y'all, can you believe Christmas is next weekend? Don't even get me started. Next weekend, and I'm so nervous about this Christmas, and I don't know why. I usually do this very elaborate Christmas. And in the last few years, I've changed to doing the want, need, wear, read. Well, this year it is need only because nobody really needs anything. So just for them to have a couple of gifts under the tree. Honestly, my kids haven't even asked me for anything. This is no, I think they know that this year moms are having it a little rough. Yeah. And also that's not what Christmas is about. It's not. It's about so much more Mm -hmm. than how many gifts or what gifts or if there are gifts under the tree. I've always tried to make Christmas about giving for my children, whether Mm -hmm. that's we volunteer for something or you give your toys or your, you know, clothing. We've always made it about giving. So something we started a long time ago with our kids, too, is before Christmas comes, you have to clean out your things. Purge. That way you make room for if you're getting something else. But this year, there's no elaborate gift under the tree for anyone. It's all about practical things and things that. And I think it's just about spending time with family right now. That's all I want it to be about. I I used to be together. I don't, in fact, enjoy holidays whatsoever. This time of year gives me anxiety. So I'm kind of Looking forward it to being over at the same time, just savoring what I can because, you know, there are very few Christmases where I'm going to have all of my babies. Yes, there are. So I love this time of year, N- not just because it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's because there's so much family time and I really do enjoy that. Yeah. But, you know, when I say wash my face, it's time to go. So I hope they just remember that memo. You don't have to go home, but you can't, can't stay, stay here. here. <laughs> remember how I always say, what a week. And it's normally because it's, stressful. This week, it's been what a week, but it's been the busy kind. Oh, the good kind of busy? Because I've been stressed. So Mm -hmm. I've decided to pour myself into anything that will keep me busy. So I've immersed myself into household projects, Mm -hmm. anything like rearranging the junk drawer to building a table in my laundry room, which is a whole thing. But that's something that you and I have in common. We really do enjoy projects projects around the house. I'm most of the time bite off more than I can chew. I always do. Because I have these visions. Me too. And, and I start them and then yeah. it's like, oh, I have to finish this too. Then I need to be rescued. And then yeah. it makes me mad because I want to be able to do it by myself and I can't. And, you know. Yep. yep. Roy's our normal go-to for all of our project needs. Mm-hmm. But now he's not here. So also, I'm very mad because he's made it very clear that he doesn't want to take part in my honeydew list anymore, well. which is really rude if I do say so myself. I think he's kind of a party pooper for that. But anyway, I promoted Heather. Oh, yeah. She's been promoted to, to our uh, manly. Bro. She's now the house husband. <laughs> Heather and I went to Lowe's for supplies and 
I remember being a child. My parents built a house and I loathed Lowe's. Like, can't even stand the thought of it. But as an adult, I could wander Lowe's for hours. I truly like that's one of my favorites. It is fun. I do love Lowe's. Anyway, I had so many different design concepts going on in my head that I wanted to do to my house. So afterwards, we went to Sam's to hit up the bulk food thing, thinking it was going to save us money. And I knew this. That's why I let my Sam's Club membership expire because I feel like, yeah, it's cheaper, but they just eat more. True. And now it's just a smorgasbord for all the teenagers. Well, and you have to have the room for it. You know, like I don't have a pantry or I didn't have a pantry. Well, you built so one. I had to build one, which I did. But then I look at it and I, I see it, you know, stocked. And I'm like, oh my God, I could now go get a Sam's Club membership. But what am I going to do? Overstock my pantry yes. now is just because I have that space. Then people are just going to eat, eat, eat. Yes. And they already do. Yeah. So there's a limit on the food in the house. So at Sam's Club, everybody's heard us talk about our favorite cop, the one that picks us up from yes. our favorite bar when our favorite bartender makes us all the best drinks. Well, we ran into him in Sam's Club. <laughs> why was he at Sam's Club? I don't, I mean, probably why normal people are at Sam's Club <laughs> to get their food in bulk. But you know how I am with my mouth. And I just say things sometimes. You don't say. I don't think about them. And I never mean to be offensive, but it just kind of comes out. So anyway, we were doing some small talk and I told him what we were up to and we were doing some DIY projects. And I said, you know, come on over. You can help us if you want to. I was like, you may as well just call us Bob the Builder, but with boobs. So, you know, we're like boobs the Builder. Well, he gets very embarrassed. He does. And he was like, I can't believe you did that to me. And I'm like, yeah, I can't believe I did that to you either. One of Onso County's finest. I know. How embarrassed. He could have probably arrested me for like public and probably not. I don't know. Probably not. He's seen way worse of us. (laughs) Trust me. So during my projects, I found out something about myself. I want to be a professional stainer. <laughs> it was so, you just don't know the satisfaction Was it I satisfying? Got. Oh man, it's so satisfying to watch that wood. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Heather and I sent a picture to Roy while we were in Lowe's and we're like, we're getting wood. He's like, I bet you two are. <laughs> but that wood was so clean and, and I'm like, sure it was. <laughs> keep going, keep we going. Put that stain on it, and it, oh man, there's going to be an E next to this episode <laughs> for explicit content. It was just great. I loved it. Anyway, so we had to call on reinforcements to complete our projects, and I should have known because I just am not very handy. I don't know how to do things. I make up names for my tools, and I don't have very many. But I did buy my first tool for my I'm starting my own tool bag you should have one every woman should Bob the builder my dad bought me my set like every female should have her own set of tools and I had a boyfriend an ex-boyfriend steal mine so I got how John throws things away yeah I got to restock got rid of my stuff so So, the only thing I have is my hammer that I've had for years ladies don't let a man touch your tools yeah don't let him touch your ever bought my first tool that's gonna go in my bag and it's an exacto knife oh yeah people call it box cutter Mm -hmm. okay and I love it I open everything with it now no matter if it really like the bread yeah. I'm using my exact because <laughs> I was just so excited. They're convenient. Okay? They really are. And they're very sharp. I call my pliers my pinchy things. The electric screwdrivers, the drill, the measuring thingy. That's my measuring tape. The cutty slicey thingy, which is my box cutter. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, April, you could probably start your own line of tools for idiots like you. You that could. don't know how to do things. And cutty thingy. I, who wants a cutty thingy? It's real cute. I could like bedazzle it it could be pink <gasps> oh, we're on to something here okay we're on to something don't worry there'll be a black set as well yeah. for those of you that don't have the same sentiment with tools that's gonna be lauren's that line will be my line. Cutty thingies. 
I will cut you. Oh, yes. It's the I will cut you cutty thingy. Drill your eyes out. Last week, we talked about modifications in your life and decided things that we wanted to maybe alter about our personalities. This week, uh, let's talk about sex, baby. My favorite topic. Listen, Lauren, it's your time to shine. Here I go. I'm shaking. I'm ready. One of your favorite topics. It's time to share your sex expertise. I'm ready. I'll, I'll do my best. I'm not so good about this. This is how it started. I thought of this because I've always wanted to watch a show with my girlfriends, like a book club, but oh, yes. with a show. So we got together, got some wine and watched the new remake of Sex in the City, which is called And Just Like That. I don't want to give any spoilers, but y'all are going to die. Yeah. Literally die. We laughed. We cried. We screamed. By the way, I have to say something because I was reading about this. When you told me I don't ever watch the news and I don't. <laughs> so I read the news instead. and. If you've watched the news and just like that, you'll see that Peloton is in there. And they were doing an article and it said Peloton had no idea that they were going to be featured in the show. And I don't believe that for one minute, because when we were filming, we had to duct tape our cans, any logo, they were banned. Unless you get approval first, you can't use anything. So I just don't believe that. But anyway, I love Sex and the City and I didn't start watching that series, I think, until I was well into adulthood. And I fell in love with Carrie. but. You guys burst my bubble. We did. I'm sorry. Told me that I was a Charlotte. And you it's really are. sad because I mean, I love Charlotte, too, but I really want to be a Carrie. You're a Charlotte. It's OK. I'm totally a mix of Miranda and Samantha. Those are my <gasps> two. They always have been. I never really related a lot to Carrie or definitely not Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> no offense taken. No offense. <laughs> but Miranda and Samantha are definitely a mix. I'm, I'm kind of like a 50 50. I would I say think I would. I want to be a mix of Charlotte and Carrie. And I think I am. Yeah, you probably are. because. There are just so many different attributes from them both that I pull into myself. Anyway, I learned a lot from that show, but not nearly as much as I've learned from you. Oh, oh, about thank you. doing the deed. <laughs> this episode is going to turn into another what's wrong with April. Why is she the way she is? Probably not. Lauren's going to tell you what's wrong with me. Why do you think, though, I'm so uncomfortable talking about sex? Like, I don't mean to be immature about it. So... When it comes to being comfortable talking about sex, I think a lot of it has to do with how you were raised. I think if you... That was not a hot topic So in our then house. I think that's normal. And not to say that my parents were super open about it necessarily. My mom wasn't... Or I don't recall her being overly uncomfortable when it came to the conversation. And then when I became a teenager and I moved to my dad's, I didn't obviously talk about sex with my dad, but I had my stepmom who was a little bit more open. And then at that point, I was like, well, I'm just going to ask my mom these questions. And mm. I would. I don't know. My parents never made me feel like it was awkward. I didn't ask them like a lot of the real, real things. I would go to my friends for that. But I also didn't shy away from it, I guess. And my mom was never like, oh, you can't talk about that. I think she would rather me talk about it with her than somebody else. You know when I found out about sex? When I got pregnant at 14. <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's me. when I and my friends would always come to me with questions. I'm like, how am I the one? Because back then you didn't have Google. Right. There was no Pornhub where you could learn right. all these different things. You, I don't know how, because that was just not something that we talked about. And my mom had, she was a, I don't know how to explain it because it's a lot like me where she's not a sugar coater. And I talked to my kids very bluntly, I think, but sex was just not something that we spoke about in our home. Even when I had kids, we just said, please don't have sex. <laughs> if you're going to, please use protection. Yeah. I mean, I think I just learned 
watching like how my parents interacted with me and then how they then did it with my siblings too. kind of I, I think I almost wanted to change the narrative a little bit because maybe at times there was an uncomfortable conversation and I didn't like how that felt like why does it have to be uncomfortable to talk about our sexuality or sex or or anything? And I got really lucky, I think, because when I was very young, I got into a group of friends and they're still my friends to this day. The communication and the conversations that we would have about sex were so open that then I was like, oh, this is what every girlfriend does. This is what all girls do. I don't even think my girlfriends and I did. You know, I moved away when I was very young because I got married very young and started my family young. But I don't remember or I don't recall us having any kind of conversations in depth about sex. I hate so much. Probably one of the, my biggest things is when people put a shame over sex oh, or sexuality. Very much, very much shamed. And as a child that was raised in the Bible Belt and and my mom knows how I feel about this. So I know she's probably going to cringe when she hears me say this, but I don't believe a lot of the things that were taught to us um, if you are raised in that religious setting. And there's a lot of it we have to deconstruct now as adults. And a part of that is our shame that's around our sexuality or having sex or sex before marriage. All the things that you were shamed oh, absolutely. for talking about or doing, which in no way I think should be shameful at all. Now, I'll tell you, and you and I don't always have the same views on that type of thing, but I believe I said this in one episode prior where we talked a little about sex. I think sex is such a huge part of a relationship that you maybe do need to test the waters before you get into this relationship that is supposed to last a lifetime. If you're going to have sex with this person for the rest of your life, I would say it probably needs to be enjoyable. I agree, actually. And I, I would piggyback that by saying if you don't if you're not even comfortable with your own sexuality and what you like about sex with yourself, like per, in your person, how are you expected to make a relationship work long term when you maybe like that is a big part of a relationship is the sex portion of it. But if you're not even comfortable with your own sexuality or talking about it or your wants or your wishes or your needs or your feels, that's just setting a relationship up for failure, in my opinion. I do believe that you need to experiment with your sexuality. I also believe that you need to do it when you're mature. I don't think Mm. you need to be 12, 13, 14, 15, going out there and experimenting. Oh, do I like men? Do I like women? Do I like this style or that style? I think you need to be educated. Yes. And I think that is where a lot of parents that are religiously putting like a fear base around sexuality kind of maybe go a little bit wrong. And I'm sorry if I'm calling people out, but this is just my opinion. And this is my journey that I've had to go through. I think when we educate our children versus shaming them or telling them they can't do something, that's when the experimentations of just free will start. If you educate your child and you know that you've educated them with the right tools, then experimenting really isn't experimenting. It's more like hey, I'm in this learning process. This is something that I'm interested in. This is something that I like. This is something that I desire. This is what feels good. It becomes less of a taboo thing and more of just, this is what I'm figuring out how my sexuality works. Were you taught or told or impressed upon that you should not have sex before marriage? Yes, 100%. Yes, absolutely. And obviously, I child before marriage, so that did not work out for me. It, I, I obviously didn't. I didn't stay abstinent at all. I don't regret that, but I wish my mom had educated me on more about sex because it became a rebellious thing. I, of course, then wanted to lose my virginity. It was like a challenge now. You're telling me I can't do something? I'm going to do it. And then I didn't know all of the you know, mechanics and what could happen. 
And, you know, at 19, I ended up pregnant. So I wasn't fully equipped. I was doing something out of rebellion. We didn't even have, and like now, I think they start this in fifth or sixth grade yeah, here. they do. We did not have sex ed. I do not ever remember speaking about sex in school. I ever. I think it was a later years. Even in my high school years, I don't think it was something very talked about. I think it was, it's been in the later generations, really, like the more recent ones. Like I watched all the child, shows. my child. Right. Like never been kissed and where they do the condoms on the bananas. That was not a thing at all. And I think had I been, and I'm not blaming anyone for this because I take responsibility, but had I been taught that, yes, having sex equals a baby or unprotected sex could equal a disease, then maybe I would have changed my mind. Even if it's as basic as like how the how the sperm meets the egg. I mean, those are the conversations. I would much rather my children learn all of the biology of everything from me. And they're probably going to hate me. Maybe they won't remember it. Maybe they won't care. But at least I know that I'm equipping them with some sort of tool. So they're not just like slinging out their, you know, boners when they're 16, just because they got one and they don't know what it is now. Well, I'm going to tell you this in this neighborhood, if your children are friends with my son and they come to my house, I tell them all, and I'm sorry if you get mad at this, but I tell them all to not have sex until they are ready. And if they do have sex, with multiple people and be spreading their seed around that their wiener is going to turn green and black and fall off. And I tell all the girls that they're going to get pregnant. Oh my God. You will get pregnant and you will die. No, but you are a really good example of, I you know, am. I'm and like, I would do just, you know at your age, I was married with two kids. Don't do it. I would just use that as an example. I don't love living in fear and I don't think raising children in fear is something. I don't feel like lying to children is, is something either. That's hence why we've never done the spirit of Christmas or Santa or Easter bunny or any of that shit, because I'm not going to sugarcoat life. I, I know that we have to keep an innocence with our children, but mm-hmm. guess what? You're going to grow up and you're, it, the world's going to either spit you out or you're going to at least be able to somewhat manage your way through it because you were at least equipped to do so and not go into it so blindly or naively. I feel like my parents with some of us, the older ones of us, sent us into a very sheltered world because they kept us sheltered. Oh, yeah. And I did that to my own children. The real world is not like that. So you either get rebellions like me who want to do everything or you get an extremely sheltered and non-social child who doesn't even know how to interact or be in a social setting. I don't want to call out my kids, but I will. And they know it because that's (laughs) how I roll. I think that's why Haley, my oldest child, has experimented so much sexually because that wasn't a topic and I do regret it. And that's why I'm very open with Tanner and we talk to him about things and we tell him Roy's always been much more open than I Mm -hmm. have ever been or probably I won't say ever will be because I think I'm getting there the older I get. But he's always talked to the kids about things. And we very much talk to Tanner about sex and making sure that you're not just doing it with every walking vagina that's out there, that you're doing it with the right person. I mean, I do still think that sex should be shared with someone that you care about. Um, That's just me. And it's hard because when you're talking to your teenage child, your 16 year old, they care about everybody. Yeah, but they're so innocent. You're still looking at them through the eyes of, you know, that's That's my tiny baby. baby. And now their innocence is gone. And, And you're right in a certain aspect. I mean, that's got to be hard from a motherhood standpoint. I don't want them to be having sex in my house. It's just weird. Especially I, if I'm not even having sex in my house. I don't think anybody's having sex in your house. I don't think any. You're right. I don't think Which you're right. to my next point. <laughs> Dry spells. I know we talked about that a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. We get them. 
We get them. And when you get older, I feel like they happen more often, which is almost annoying because technically your sex drive gets higher as a female, especially over the age of 30. You have a higher sex drive, but you still get dry spells. And I think it has to do with like our hormones and stress levels. We don't want to. I'm tired. Well, that's just it. You're drained. And the last thing I want to do is be all sexy at night. I want to lay my head on a pillow and snore. I can tell you my my sexy. I'm going to use that, right? Like my turn on my sexy has vastly changed. I almost this sounds so bad. Oh, my God. (laughs) My mom's not listening. But I almost wonder if at some point you've just like dried up from all of the good yes, sex. I've done a lot of sex. So, yeah. I, and I've like, I've done all the things. Yes. I've done so all the things. So now it's like nothing is exciting anymore. Mm-mm. You know that? Do you know what I mean? You start to learn as you get older after you've done all the things. And, you know, you've tried all these crazy moves and you've videotaped and you've done the lingerie and you're like, why would I do the lingerie? It's just going to end up on the floor. And it's just one more thing I'm going to have to fold tomorrow when I'm doing the laundry. A lot of it seems very juvenile to me. Yes. So like if I'm ever approached with that or I hear somebody talking about like threesomes or this or that, I'm just like, that seems like something you would do in your 20s. Yeah, and I as that a seems 40 such, year old. Yeah, it seems very immature. So I don't know. Maybe there is like some sort of maturity scale on our sex. I think I'm going to make that. I'm just going to like, yeah. out. okay, when I, when I was in my teens, this is what I did in my twenties and my thirties and now my forties. And I'm like, uh, yeah, what I is, mean, definitely. I like some good sex. Yeah. But I don't need to. It's different now. I'm not in high school. Don't try making out with me. Same. Plus there's this thing called gingivitis and <laughs> I don't want all your slobber and my slobber mixed in. It's just gross. I agree, though. I, I am very anti-intimacy whenever I have sex, which is so weird because it's an intimate moment. But like, I don't want to kiss. I think my favorite thing is to have like a bottle or two of wine. Yeah. And woo-hoo! All really? bets are off. I'm willing to try just so, about anything. So that's the 30 level. <laughs> OK, so I'm stuck in my 30s. My sex is stuck in its 30s. So what's my 40s look like? I don't a lot know. of nights of no sex. It sounds so bad, but like when you get to this point where you're like, I have literally done it all. What do you do? You know what I figured out? My 40s are for sex with myself. I think so. I think that's the next level. Honestly. I'm going to tell you what, I don't like talking about sex, but if you live in our neighborhood and you have a ring door cam, I like talking about sex during our running club. Yep, sure enough, do. And you will have some very exciting things to learn about me and my friends. We learn about sex and shit. Sex and shit. And I had them both. Well, no, I had not together. Them. Not together. Oh, gosh, no. I didn't have the shits when I was sexy. Wouldn't that, that be awful? A, oh, my God, that'd be terrible. I know that is my biggest <gasps> fear, though. Oh, my God. I think that's ha- why I don't try certain <laughs> things, if you know what I mean, because I don't want to have the sex shits. <laughs> not, that's, that does not sound romantic or sexy whatsoever. <laughs> okay? Not for me. Oh, crying laughing over here if you even knew because oh because you had the sex shit i have it but it's my oh. biggest fear <laughs> that's my biggest fear giving birth i have farted before no, no. Look, oh April's god stop i don't even fart in general so i can't imagine yeah that one's and you can't like well, the vagina does sometimes. yeah but that one that's that one wasn't enough. that one you knew it was a fart fart it wasn't <laughs> a queef it was a fart fart so yeah <laughs> This is for my immaturity because because I, I can't say certain words like that word you just said. Can't say it. Oh, can't God. say the M word either. Real moist. No, the other M word. What's the other M word? Ma- oh, masturbating. Yeah, I don't know why. That's a weird word though. It to be really fair, is. it's Ugh. a strange word. Nobody, anybody that really uses that, like I'm going to go masturbate. Like I, that doesn't make so, sense. So, so what do you say? Like I don't want to get vulgar because that's not me. 
But like, I don't even, I don't even want to think about it. I don't know the term that we should use, but terms to use. If you're looking for terms to use, I'm going to throw these out at people. Play with yourself. Play oh, time. That does not sound good. That you sounds can. juvenile. I'm going to have me time. Okay. I like that. I'm going to have alone time. Like those are very simple. It's, it's very I'm going to get it on with my own self. <laughs> sure. You can use that. Still sounds juvenile. <laughs> I know. But hey, baby steps. Okay. Or, or, or the one man show. Well, it's a one woman show. It's a one woman show. Yeah. You've taught me a lot about self sex. Not going to lie. I mean, you taught me something this week and I haven't tried it yet. (laughs) Okay. Now, let me just preface this. When I say she teaches me, she's not doing it like a live show. Okay. (laughs) This is a cam girls. She's not doing that. But she does tell me, like, Lauren has to break it down for me step by step. I think it should be broken down for everyone, though. And if you haven't been like educated enough, and here's another thing, ladies, this is for the women here. I think that we, especially when we have start having sex very young as teenagers, we think that good sex is a man. Well, the man <gasps> makes the good sex. It doesn't. It he does doesn't. not. No, you make the good sex. And we are so, I don't know why, but especially when we're in our 20s and our teens, you know, when you're having sex, you feel inferior to a man. You thinking it's good sex is you making sure that they're wanting you. Oh, he wants no, me. I He's want turned me on. Self. No, but that's in our mind. Yeah. So then when you wake up and you realize, okay, none of that felt good. All of my 20s. I was literally faking half of it. Now I know what it really is supposed to feel like, what a real partner is supposed to feel like, or what I know my own body is supposed to feel like. But I think for a long time, we're just having sex because we think it's fun to turn a man on. Listen, I'm not even going to lie. And I feel terrible saying this, but it was very much a production for me a lot of times when I divorced Jerry because he had been the only person that I had been with my whole life I went a little you know experimental out there and it was a show for me it was a production I wanted to see if I could top the last time oh yeah time so that was my whole goal well then I realized it wasn't even fun for me I was getting no satisfaction or and I'm so sorry for all those men that I not all those men because I wasn't a hoe but all the some okay the few men that I was producing Oh my God. You can say it. Listen. That I was having sex with. Okay. Yes, that I was having Your sex sexual with. partners. Yes. I'm sorry, but I did not enjoy myself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Women need to start saying I that. I enjoy more often. myself with myself. Listen, you will get to a place in your life where you can be vocal and tell someone what you want in the bedroom. And from that point on, you are taking full ownership of your sexuality. When you can talk about it, when you can stop in the moment and say what feels good, when you can redirect them, when you can show them, when you can teach them about your body. Men have this mindset that just because they've slept with a lot of girls, they think that they're really, really good. Bless their hearts. They're they no, 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 no. What they're doing. And sometimes. guess what, men? Every woman's body is different. So just because you pleased Susie so and so for ten years doesn't mean you're going to please little Ho and Low over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like it doesn't work like that. And I mean, I know that I'm not as well versed as you in this topic, but I've had my share of sex and yeah. I know what it's supposed to be like and I know more importantly what I like there's been one man in my life that I felt comfortable enough mm. to do all the things that really yes. make me feel good I think when you have that safe space you remember it yes you do and you compare and we do we compare we compare because if and you we can't, don't compare sizes not even not at all comparing how you make us feel how safe do you make me feel in this mm-hmm. moment right now 
Because if you make me feel safe, let me tell you, I'll do some kinky, weird stuff. You can make mama scream in the sand. Yeah, you can do anything. We're on to something. If you have got security, if I feel secure and I feel safe, you could ask for anything. And I will be, yes, yes, sir. Absolutely. (laughs) Was it last week or the week before that you enlightened me that you are able to purchase self-pleasing objects? Online. Online. Well, She does not have to go to a sex store. I didn't have to go to the sex store. However, you can't try before you buy on these yes. certain things. No. And they're but not read the all reviews. Well, but just like you just said, every woman's body is different. And yes. we get our pleasure from different things. I'm waiting to find just the right. You're going to find the right one and or the right something. And it will be what enlightens you. It's we'll just say that. Mind blowing. Yes. Do I say mind yes. blowing? No man will compare. Oh, no, no, no. And I don't need him to because you know what? We don't need no man. We don't. We really can. And that's sad for them. Because they are men in our you know lives what, that though? want to please us. There's enough bad apples of men out there, though, that have really done it bad for all of them. And that sucks. It really mm-hmm. is sad. But there's been, I mean, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of years of just the same shit. I think women are finally fed up. I think this is our time to shine. We're taking matters into our own hands, literally. Literally. Into our own vaginas. Yes. Should I oh, say. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm taking matters into my own vagina. That's an amazing And your matter's not going to go into my vagina. So there's that. Yep. And it doesn't matter anyway. Yep. It doesn't. Okay. We're going to continue this topic another time. It was good. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Whew. If you guys liked this, please write in with any uh, juicy sex questions. I'd or love tips to answer for me. Yeah. <laughs> Or embarrassing stories. Websites that you go to. Not to look at sex, but to order if sex someone things. If someone writes us in an embarrassing story, we'll, we'll say it anonymously, but we'll each tell an embarrassing story. I'll tell one. I will personally okay. tell one. Lauren's going to, and I'll work myself up. I've got it. plenty. That's all I'm going to say. I'll give her one of mine to you. Yes. Because <laughs> she a hoe. Okay. Love a hoe. All right, y'all get in touch with us. We love to hear from our listeners. Send us topics that you'd like us to discuss. And if you want to learn more about us, Hear all of our stores from the beginning of this chaos. Check out our website, pastchaos.com. Also, if you want a personal insight into the craziness that is our lives, follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can now stream the full season of You, Me, and My Ex on Discovery+. Plus. We have some exciting news that we're going to announce. Probably not until after the first of the year. That's fair. Okay. Also, just in a little FYI, we're going to change the name of our Facebook page Because we said this last week in our episode, we don't just want to talk about co-parenting because that's not all we do or all we're about. We want to go in a different direction. And that's why we've been working so hard lately. So we're going to go to past chaos. So you'll notice that if you haven't changed it already by the time you listen to this episode. Next week is Christmas. So we will not release a new episode, but we will release an episode for New Year's Day. Because we want to bring in the new year with a bang. Literally. What a good... (laughs) I'm here for it. You have no idea. Oh, we got a lot of bangs for y'all, okay? Exciting news. Roy's coming in this weekend. I know. I'm excited. So we're happy to see him for the holidays. I had a question for you before we wrap up. What would you say your style is? Like my outward style? Yeah, your outward style. I would say I'm kind of grungy. Like just grunge, emo maybe a little bit. So I don't think I have a particular style per se. If I like it, I think it's cute. I wear it. I'm very matchy. Maybe I'm like, Simple and classic. I guess that's probably a style. COVID, though, it's got me all like homeless looking. Oh, I I just don't. Homeless is my look. Yeah. I don't. I'm pitiful, I think. I don't have a look. you're not. I am because I don't. I hardly wear any makeup anymore. I'm more of like yoga pants pretty much on the daily. Me too. And now that I do things from home, I 
will stay in my PJs. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes half the day. Yeah, I, I get that same. If I'm getting ready to see somebody, I'll hurry up. Quickly and, change. Yeah, throw something on. But I went to the grocery store the other day and I saw my neighbor. I said, hi. She just looked at me for a good like two minutes. And I was like, wow, she's not even going to speak. I'm like, am I growing a second head? What's going on? And finally, she's like, oh, my God, I didn't recognize you. And I just felt like, oh, dear God, it's because I'm always in my PJs when I see her at the bus stop because that's how I roll. Yeah. And I just looked at her. I was like, yeah, sometimes I do get out of my PJs or yoga pants to change. But it did it for me. I've got to start dressing up instead of like dumpster clothing. Oh, I like my dumpster clothing. <laughs> I'm not changing. Like, that's why I think people don't recognize us because we're pitiful in public. Probably. I hope that, though. I don't want to be recognized. I'm good. All right. Well, <laughs> that's fine. That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find out more about the Kirks and our big blended family, visit our website at pastchaos.com. Make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button. If you really want to get personal, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to tune in every Sunday when we release new episodes. We would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. 